What's up, guys? Welcome back to Burn This Ship, the podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to go all in and connects them with professionals that can help them do it. Um, my name is Kelly, and this is our guest today, Lauren Fernandez, and she wrote the book Talk Back Barbie. And today she's just going to be talking to us a little bit about what she's learned and the motivation that has been able to push her to write a whole book. So thank you, Lauren, so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. Such a joy to be here. I know we're excited to have you. Your book looks super interesting. So tell us a little before we get into the book, tell us a little bit about yourself, like where are you at? Where'd you grow up? Have you lived here for a while? Just tell us a little bit about yourself so our viewers get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, I was born and raised here in Georgia. So I'm a Georgia girl, but I did move up to, and I lived in DC uh, right after college. So I graduated from Virginia Tech and I worked with the Secret Service right out of college at the White House. I was uniform division officer and it was very exciting. It was very interesting, but I only did it for a year and a half. After that, I moved on to government consulting work, which is very popular up in the DC area. And then after that, we ended up moving back down to Georgia, my hometown and state, of course. And that's where I'm raising my son and my husband and I live over in the Alpharetta area. Awesome. I love Alpharetta. That's a really nice area. So what what made you uh, get into writing a book? That is a tough answer because <laughs> I never wanted to write a book. Writing a book for me was not on my bucket list and... Five years ago, my dad really encouraged me to write a book. He's like, you have so many stories. This is so awesome what you did, how you accomplished going through and being a Secret Service officer. He's like, you've got to write about it. I laughed in his face and I was like, dad, that's never going to happen. It's too hard. I have nothing to say and I can't write it, you know, make it long enough. So five years pass didn't he didn't really mention it after that and we're down in florida and i start thinking about all the stories about the secret service and i thought hey i think i can write a book so i just started writing all my thoughts and all my information that i could think of from the past and just like in a journal I, yeah and i never stopped and i ended up hiring a professional writer i wrote the whole book myself but I hired a professional writer who could really edit it and make it even better. I wanted it before I published it. I wanted it to be the best it could possibly be. But I think really what motivated me was my diverse resume. If you if it's out there, if it's a job, I've done it. <laughs> so I think I've done. We always joke in my family that I will do anything for a dollar. <laughs> so, and so I'm just always working and striving to do something new and be part of something. And this book has just kind of taken off and I've been on a mission now to promote it. And eventually I hope to get it turned into either a Netflix series, an Amazon series, something, some show. I think it'd be just fun and entertaining, a yeah. family friendly film. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be awesome. I was describing you because we've met before. Um yeah. And I was describing to one of my coworkers, I was like, if you can imagine like legally blonde, like Reese Witherspoon, that's Lauren, I feel like for the White House, like 
in this secret service, like that that whole vibe, the Reese Witherspoon vibe is what you give off for sure. And it's awesome. I love it. So that's how I describe the book to people. I go, think Legally Blonde meets Miss Congeniality and you kind of get a feel for what the book is about. It's honestly, it's all about laughter. I want people Mm -hmm. to laugh at me. I want people to laugh with me. I wrote the book because I wanted entertainment, but I also wanted people to see that nobody's perfect. We all make failure. We all make mistakes and we all have a lot of failures in our life, but we've got to move on from those. We can't let those failures and unsuccessful moments define who we are. And that's really what Talk Back Barbie is all about is fighting for something, doing it, accomplishing your dream, having your dream change, but really proving to everyone that you can really laugh even with your mistakes, even right. at your mistakes and laugh with your mistakes, really. Yeah. And that's a valuable lesson that people need to learn because, I mean, you can only beat yourself up so much, you know? It, exactly. And and if you beat yourself over the head constantly and you're telling yourself how pathetic and bad you are, that's the only thing you're going to believe. Mm-hmm. And if you can believe that you are so much more than what people say, I always tell people, what is in a name? My nickname was Talk Back Barbie. That was my literal nickname. So you could look at that and say, that's an extremely insulting, negative nickname, or you can take it and run with it. Yeah. And I decided I would take it and run with it. I wanted it. I wanted to define what Talk Back Barbie meant to the world and to myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the name to define me. I defined the name. Yeah, absolutely. That's super important. So kind of go give us a background. How the heck did you decide (laughs) that you were going to move up out of college, go to D.C., work in the White House? Like, describe that to me, because I could never imagine when I got out of college, there's no way I'd be going into the White House. Tell us, how how did that even spark your interest? So my background, I since I was 10 years old, I had all my dream was to become an FBI agent. I wanted to work for the violent crimes unit in the FBI. So at 10 years of age, I was really interested in CIA, FBI, Mm -hmm. anything like um, exciting like that, like federal law enforcement, any type of uh, investigation, all that stuff really excited me. And I just researched, watched movies, read books. I constantly was studying up on what it took to become an FBI agent. Mm -hmm. So I did two different internships with the Gwinnett County Police Department. And I did an internship with the Gwinnett County District Attorney's Office during while I was working in college, while I was going to college. And it really helped shed light on the law enforcement background. And it really gave me a good inside look of what I would be getting into. And I was very excited. It, It really excited me. And there's actually a story in the book where I go on a drug bust with one of the cops. It's a, it's a night drug bust. And it was so much fun, but I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, hey, they were just going to go in, check this out. And this guy starts chasing the cop out of the apartment with a gun. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is happening right now? But it made my adrenaline just run. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. So uh, that was just always what I was interested in. And so the only two federal law enforcement agencies that took somebody as young as I was right out of college was the Secret Service and the NSA. So those are the two companies or federal agencies that I applied for, right? Well, nine months before I exited college, before I graduated college. Okay. That's so cool. 
That's nuts. Yeah, I was a pre-law major in college, and I wanted to be a criminal defense attorney. So I can kind of understand how you uh, feel with that, like, adrenaline when you get, like, a really good story or something, like, a really good case, and you're like, oh. No, you're exactly right. I need to do that. I need to get into this. I was pre-law as well at Virginia Tech. Oh, cool. I I totally understand what you're saying. One of my friends goes to Virginia Tech. Oh, I love the school. And they actually just... uh, he got a job offer in Dubai, so he moved by himself to Dubai. Wow. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he could be the president one day, but. Things about Dubai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what, what, so our audience is all future entrepreneurs, just the people okay. that want to take that next step and start their own business, write their own book, do stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, what's the skill that you feel like you've learned throughout your? many jobs and being in the secret service and writing your own book how what's a skill that you think that upcoming entrepreneurs can really learn from that you've developed honestly never give up i don't care what people tell you they can you can come from nothing you can come from something you can be cut down discriminated against you can but it's all in your own mind If you believe in yourself, don't let other people hold you back from what you know you can do. Because if you keep listening to the crowd and the negativity, that's all you're going to believe in yourself. So you've got to kind of turn it around. So for instance, like I said before, Talkback Barbie could be perceived very negatively or it could be perceived positively. And I took it and I ran with it. And just like the mean instructor or technician who he discriminated against me the minute I walked through the door with my two pink Vera Bradley bags. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) I didn't even have to say a word. He looked at me and he was like, she is not going to become a Secret Service Uniform Division Officer. She is not going to graduate. And I'm going to make sure of that. And he tried really, really hard. And I wrote a lot of memos and I was in trouble a lot. But I did prove to him through hard work and dedication, I didn't let him discriminate against me put me down. Instead, I made it make me work harder to prove that I could do what they thought I couldn't. And I think that's the biggest takeaway with business owners and anybody trying to do something and accomplish a dream of theirs is to never give up and to keep pushing through even when people are giving you negative feedback. Now, take the feedback and and work with it and make yourself better. And through mm-hmm. every, through the book, you'll see how I did change and I did adapt to mistakes that I made, but I made myself better from it. And I made myself learn through those mistakes and those errors that I made, but it turned me into a different person where I could look at things in a different perspective and understand why I did what I did, but why I should have made a different decision. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really difficult era Mm -hmm. area for uh, us to be in as women expect like law enforcement of any kind. I feel like that is something that, I mean, for a long time, women were not able to be involved with. So going into that, I really respect you for pushing through that negative criticism because it is hard. Eventually it eats away at you. Mm -hmm. So if you take your route and just take what they're saying with a grain of salt, like maybe there's some truth to that. Let me go deep dive into myself and kind of figure out how I can tweak it just to make myself better and then ignore all the negative comments surrounding that and just pinpoint what the main point is and fix it. No, you, you hit the nail on the head. That is exactly. 
because just because people call you names or they criticize you, sometimes that criticism is helpful criticism. Right. And we, we, we can't take everything personally. We need to dive into it, figure out what about uh, us we need to change and adapt to that and, and use it positively, if, if that makes sense. Because yeah. if you, yeah, I mean, this world is a, is a very negative place. And we do make mistakes and I am, I am blonde and I am Southern born and raised in Georgia. And I was a debutante and there are times where maybe I have a Jessica Simpson moment. <laughs> I, I mean, we all do, but, right. it's kind of, but own it, learn from it and, and be a better person through it. Laugh at yourself. I love to say, you know, if you trip and fall, laugh first when you're on the ground and then get up and keep changing and keep making yourself better. Yeah. Because that's what life's all about. We've got to laugh at our mistakes or else we're going to die tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I feel like that is um, pro- probably the utmost mo- important thing with developing a business is just that motivation and the drive. When people keep dragging you down, if you have a goal in mind, just keep pushing. And right. just keep going forward or it's never going to happen. And your self-esteem, self-worth is going to just get diminished if you continue to let people negatively impact your life. Exactly. And it's it's a lot about networking. Networking and fi- – so maybe where you're headed is not the right niche. Maybe those mm-hmm. people you're working with aren't the right coworkers or aren't the right people that you need to have in your business. Yeah. So So make a detour. That's okay. And that's something else I talk about in the book all the time. My dreams changed. Obviously, I'm not an FBI agent to this day, and but that's okay. I took my my experiences and what I learned, and my and I veered my path so mm-hmm. that I could figure out what was good for me, what was a good fit for me, and and obviously it turned into a book and promoting it. Some of the biggest things I love to do: talk and meet people. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to figure out like okay, they maybe are not a good fit. I need to go and network and figure out who is a good fit. That doesn't mean that you failed. It means that you just have to direct your path somewhere else and then keep going and keep fighting. And we're all going to have those days where we're going to want to give up and Mm -hmm. you've got to push through those. Right. Yeah. I mean, same with me. I mean, I was going to be an attorney for a long time and then i figured out uh, I hate school. (laughs) So uh, three more years of law school didn't really sound like uh, the vibe I was going for. (laughs) And then I realized, yeah, I realized like I am, I worked in the fashion industry for a really long time and I realized I'm great with sales. So that's what got me. And thank God that my boss is persistent. And he finally got me to come in for an interview after multiple attempts. And I was just like, wow, this is a great company. I absolutely love it. I love everybody that I work with. We're like a big family. And I was like, this is where I want to be. So it's literally just trial and error. And before that, I was a bartender all throughout school. Like, it, But that's it, how you discover where you fit. It yeah. is through the trial and errors. It's through the detours. And, the, and some people just know. And they just have this one path. And they just set off. And they, they accomplish that. Other people don't. I, I, my dad has always said the exact same thing. I'm very good at sales. Mm-hmm. I could sell iced Eskimos. I'm very good. <laughs> I'm a very good speaker. I love people. People give me so much energy. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm with you. I totally agree. Yeah. So, um, what was the, so you left the secret service Yes. and what gave you the, cause like I said, we're just 
trying to get our audience to make that leap and do their own thing and start their own company because a guy that I was talking to in a podcast a while ago, and I think I talk about this in every single podcast that I do, is he said, it's okay to work a nine to five job, but you need to build something that nobody can take away from you. That's exactly And I was like, that is the most iconic thing. And I say it to everybody because that's really important. And what made you do that? Like you built this for yourself. How, I mean, what made you take the leap of faith leaving the secret service and jumping into what you felt you were supposed to do? So for me, I think I made a mistake by jumping out of the secret service a little too soon. I was bored. I was obviously in trouble all the time because it's a military environment and I'm not very good at being told, saying yes, sir, no, sir, without questioning things. I'm a very thought provoking person. I like yeah. to dive into something. If you're going to tell me to do something, I'm not going to just jump off a bridge. I'm going to figure out, well, why should I do that? Is that a good thing for me? And mm-hmm. if it is, then I'll do it. But if it's not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So here I am in a military environment being told what to do. And I wasn't very good at that. So my biggest mistake was I jumped out too soon. I basically, I jumped the ship too soon. I should have stayed in there longer, waited to use my security clearance, and then went and worked for a government consulting firm, which is what I ended up ultimately doing. But I jumped out too soon and went and actually worked for a law firm in D.C. And (laughs) that was, an I thought, with a pre-law degree, I've got this, not a problem. It was... A great learning experience. I thought I was doing an amazing job, but come to find out that behind my back, everybody on the team, well, not everybody, but a group of women on the team really did not like me. And they Mm. basically wanted me to leave their group. So they told me I was doing a really good job to my face and then got me kicked out within four months of working there because they didn't want, they, when I got my three month evaluation, They basically told them that I did everything incorrectly, even though they were verbally telling me I was doing a really good job. Uh, So I was, it was, yes, it was very manipulating. Uh, It was devastating for me, but at the same time, I learned a lot about myself through that. So I ended up obviously going into government consulting, which is what I should have done originally because I knew my top secret security clearance was gold. I knew that I needed to use, utilize that I worked really hard through six months of intense federal law enforcement training to get that clearance. So I knew I wanted to keep utilizing the clearance. And so that's what I did. But again, the jobs just were not the best fit for me. They were all behind a computer screen. And I, I'm a people person. I like to interact and I like to talk to people. And so I was, I was bored and I didn't, I didn't love it. So you, and then, so, Eventually, I ended up writing this book and found my perfect niche, which was people talking on podcasts. And I did a lot of writing, obviously, with political science. You know, you Mm -hmm. do a lot of writing with that. And I didn't realize how much I really did enjoy writing. And it took me by surprise that I could do something like this. But it was kind of just putting the little pieces of the puzzle together and gradually realizing what I was truly good at. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that really a lot of uh, developing your own business is trial and error. I mean, you're not going to meet an entrepreneur that just woke up one day and was like, 
mm, let me just start my own business. Oh, like you listen, ha- I'm still you learning. have to go I'm through stuff before you're I, able to do it. Yes. I don't know how this industry, this book industry works at all. I'm learning and researching. I'm, I'm part of different groups who are helping coach and teach me how to get on media and TV shows and podcasts. I am constantly learning. And when you own and start a new business, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It is trial and error. And it's constantly learning new things. And it's like, ooh, this did not work very well. Okay, this did. So mm-hmm. when I send off, I guess you would call them a little bit press release kits, I don't hear back. So I'm kind of editing and tweaking. And then I'm going to different seminars, trying to figure out what is what what are they looking for? Mm-hmm. What do they want to see? So it is, it's constant learning and researching and reading and figuring stuff out. Cause I'm not technological at all. And I'm having to figure out how to do all the technology myself. So it's a, it's a learning curve all the whole time. So you think that if uh, you were not an author, would you still be in the secret service or what would you be doing? No, actually I thought about when I moved down here before I wrote the book, I actually was looking into joining the local police department down here. I, I would love to be a detective. That that was my, besides the FBI, a detective was mm-hmm. the next, my next go-to. I just love that line of work. I love the way, I love the idea of solving a crime and putting the puzzle pieces together and figuring it out. That's why I love reading psychological thrillers. Mm-hmm. I love being engaged where it's just constant twists and turns and trying to figure out who people are. Yeah. So that was something I kind of looked into, but of course I had my son and I realized I can't go into shift work with, by being with when I'm a mom, it was just too hard and complicated. And I knew if I was going to be a mom, I was going to be there for my son Mm -hmm. as much as I possibly could be. And I just knew with that lifestyle, because I've already done it before with the secret service, I knew that lifestyle wasn't going to fit if I was going to be the mom that I wanted to be. So my goal, I changed everything because I wanted to be the mom that I knew I was supposed to be as opposed to never being here for my son and working and being traveling all the time and being transferred here and there. So I chose that over my love and passion for being a cop. That's so funny. Earlier, um, (laughs) I was... You know, all the Netflix shows are like these, uh, like L.A. Finest, I just Mm -hmm. got done watching, and I'm watching Manifest right now, and I was watching it earlier, and I was talking to my coworker about it, and I was like, all these women in all of these shows that are detectives, and like Lucifer, like all those shows, (laughs) all the cops that are females are so hot, and I was like, I have not once gotten pulled over by somebody that is this attractive, (laughs) but they make it look like it, so you would be that real, that you would be that in real life. Yeah, it was so funny, well, in the book, there's a chapter about, and again, why I started questioning myself as working for the Secret Service was because this Asian guy started taking pictures of me, and I was like, sir, you need to back up, you're not allowed to take pictures of police, uh, Secret Service officers, and he was like, oh, I thought you were an actress. I didn't think you were Secret <laughs> Service. And I, I thought was you like, were filming a series. Yeah. I was like, no, I ha- this is a real gun. This is a real badge. I need you to step back because you've got to understand that I am not an actress. I am real. 
And he was like, oh, sorry, sorry, and ran away. <laughs> so I just, that's great. I, I kind of got to the point where it's like, if I couldn't take myself seriously, how are others going to be able to take me seriously? Yeah, 100%. So, so it gets very hard. Yeah. So do you see yourself uh, in the future of your business? Do you see yourself wanting to write another book? Or I know that you want to possibly develop your book into a series or a movie of some sort on Amazon or Netflix or whatever the platform may be. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see yourself writing another book? And would it be a completely different book or would it be kind of like a sequel? I do get asked that question a lot. And I would, I, when I wrote this book, it was one and done. Mm-hmm. That was my goal. That was my idea. It was just, I wanted to put my story out there. I wanted it to be humorous and entertaining and now it is kind of uh, in the back of my mind to write a second book once i kind of get this going right now i'm really in promotional phase where i'm trying to get it going and rolling but my idea is to write a book but it would be along the lines of talkback barbie so Mm -hmm. it'd be kind of my life now but i get pulled back into the fbi so it would be obviously a fictional story. It'd mm-hmm. be comedy, funny, again, Miss, Miss Congeniality and Legally Blonde. Yeah. But I wanted to bring my life and how it is now a little bit into the book so that it's still based on me. Yeah. But turn it into this funny comedy where they actually have me become an FBI undercover uh, agent. Hey, well, uh, put it out there. Get it done. <laughs> Get it done. I really want to read your book. And I saw the cover and it's super cute. So y'all definitely look into it because it's it's, it's adorable and you're awesome. So tell our audience one more time why they should burn the ship and just dive into their business. Listen, you will be entertained. You will feel motivated. And especially for women looking for law enforcement careers, you will understand what it's going to be like to be a woman in such a male dominated environment. And the biggest takeaway is laughter, laugh at yourself, laugh at your mistakes, but get up and learn from them. So that's all. I think Talkback Barbie is entertaining and all your readers and listeners are going to love it. So learn from your mistakes and never stop motivating yourself and just really keep striving for your dream and you'll wind up successful and maybe write a book. (laughs) <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so tell our audience where uh, we can find you at, your social media, all that, and where they can purchase your book at. Of course. So you can purchase my book, the Kindle version on Amazon. Where you can get all of this information is my website. So www.talkbackbarbie.com has all of my handles, social media, everything. Awesome. So yeah, y'all go check it out. I know that I'm definitely going to read it because I... I don't really like books. I have recently been getting into them, though. You know, just chilling at the pool, drinking maybe a seltzer, yeah. reading a book. Do you do audio books more, or do you just more watch TV shows, Netflix? I, I'm a big – well, yeah, I watch a lot of Netflix. It's kind of unhealthy. But um, I, I prefer, like, hardback books. Okay. I like to actually physically have the book in my hands. Me too. Uh, yeah. A- so that's why I need to order your book. Girl. And your yeah, cover is super cute, too. I go and check out books from the library all the time. I just, I love an actual book. Because I can't, every time we're, we I run a book club, and it's very hard to purchase books for every time you're reading. Right. So I go there 
most all the time. And this is encouraging our readers to actually get off your phones and read a book. Yeah. <laughs> Go get it's, one. It's get Talkback Barbie. Get <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Lauren. We really appreciate having you. And yeah, y'all go y'all go buy Talkback Barbie and see what it's like to uh, be able to laugh at the Secret Service, which I don't think I that know. anybody has ever done. A serious career that I turned into a humorous career. Love it. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Lauren. And we will talk to you soon. So thank y'all. Thank you. We're out. <laughs>